When you think of Isaac, you probably think of the story we read each Rosh Hashanah as he was taken by his father Abraham to Mount Moriah. Both believed that he would be sacrificed there, and he was saved by an angel of God at the last moment. It's a tragic story, and one can only imagine how Isaac would have struggled trying to move forward from that moment. In this past week's Torah portion, we saw Isaac become a father, and no psychologist would be surprised to find that he too would have a complicated relationship with his children. He and his wife Rebecca become parents to twins, Jacob and Esau. Rebecca experiences a difficult pregnancy, and she receives a prophecy from God that two nations are growing inside her, and the younger will be mightier than the older. Esau is born first, and Jacob, Yaakov, coming from the Hebrew for heel, is born holding on to his brother's heel, trying to be born first. What follows is a storyline that any soap opera would envy. Esau was a hunter, and he was favored by his father. Jacob was more mild-mannered, and he was favored by his mother. The two brothers have a far-from-ideal relationship, one not helped by parental favoritism leading us to a climax that is the other story for which Isaac is most well-known. Isaac was preparing to give a blessing to his oldest son, Esau, but he wanted some food first, so he sent Esau to go hunt some game and make him his favorite stew. Rebekah overheard their conversation, and she wanted Jacob to receive this special blessing. So she made her own stew, and she sent Jacob in to see his father. She had him wear Esau's clothes, placing goat fur on his arms and her fresh stew in his hands in order to trick his father and get the blessing of the oldest son. Isaac asks, which of my sons are you? And Jacob answers, Esau. Isaac asks, how did you hunt and prepare the stew so quickly? And Jacob answers, God was with me, my father. Isaac, knowing something was strange, asks to feel his son's hands, and he says the famous line, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Then he says, Are you really my son Esau? And Jacob says, I am. The text tells us that Isaac was old and his eyes had grown too dim to see. Yet while his eyes may be the eyes of a blind man, his questions are the questions of one who sees that he's being tricked and I would propose that he knew exactly which son was standing before him. He has no reason to doubt it. Jacob had already stolen the birthright from his older brother, so what was to keep him from doing the same with the blessing? Yet in spite of all of this, Isaac gives the blessing to this mysterious un esau Esau standing in front of him. He was not stupid and he was not naive. He may have been blind, but in this case I believe his blindness was a choice. Yes, Isaac had preferred Esau, and he was the oldest, but as the leader of his family, Isaac had had to serve the role of diplomat. He knew the kind of temperament that was needed to negotiate these situations, and even without God's prophecy, he knew that Jacob would be the one best suited to take over the family business. So I would propose that Isaac let himself be just blind enough to do what he knew he needed to do, even if it wasn't exactly what he wanted to do. And in the end, he knew things would be better because of it. Now, as is the case in many stories from Genesis, when we're looking for examples of how we should act in today's world, this is a horrible example. It seems like Isaac and Rebekah made poor choice after poor choice, and they never should have ended up at this point. They should have tried to repair the relationship between their sons long before, yet everything they do seems to make it worse. 
but at a time in which our lives are so far from ideal, when we find ourselves in a situation that we shouldn't be in, perhaps we're able to see ourselves in Isaac in a new, in a new unique way. This week, we are all presented with a choice of which we are becoming far too familiar. We want life to be normal. We want to be able to be with friends and family. We want to choose to be blind to the risks around us, but the potential consequences of doing so are too high. We can't ignore the risks that are still with us, to ourselves, to our loved ones, and to the wider community. And I pray that each of you are taking the necessary precautions this week and every week, refraining from travel and taking advantage of technology and small outdoor masked and distanced gatherings if you're going to see friends and family. But doing these things requires a different kind of blindness. Of course, we can mourn the Thanksgiving we wish we were having, just as we've mourned so much in today's life as we make the necessary sacrifices to ensure our community's well-being. But if we allow ourselves to be at least partially blind to the sadness we feel for that which we're not doing, we can find so much to be grateful for in that which we are. What if Isaac was not blind to who stood before him? What if Isaac was allowing himself to see the good in the son who was there, thus finding inspiration for a blessing? We need not be blind to the way we wish things were, but we can be thankful for the opportunities we do have, for the relationships we cherish, and the knowledge that we will be able to be with our loved ones in the way we want again soon. We can be grateful for the multitude of blessings in our lives, even as we wish things were different. And perhaps, and even more importantly, at a time in which so many relationships are also challenged, we, like Isaac, can see the good in our friends and family, even those with whom we disagree. And while we hope to have a time soon where we can healthily discuss those differences and learn from one another, this might be a time to look away from that which divides us and take a step forward toward that which connects us. Isaac was not stupid. He was not naive. And even if he could not see, he was not blind. Isaac allowed himself to see differently in order to live a life prescribed by God. So too, we need not be stupid, naive, or blind, but we can pray that we may be able to see the good even when it's difficult to do so. And during this week of Thanksgiving, we pray that we always see clearly those things in our lives for which we can be thankful.